You're listening to the Hustler Hot Seat Podcast, episode number 24. In this episode, I sat down with Christine Liu from Christine L. Designs, and we talked about starting a brand from scratch. Over the past five years, Christine has grown her studio to help lifestyle businesses realize their vision and connect with the people most important to them through branding, web design, and social content creation. Christine preaches about how she's traded in climbing the corporate ladder for climbing mountains around the world. I get super fired up when I talk to Christine, and when I first moved to Toronto, she was the first person that I reached out to to sit down for coffee, and honestly, it was one of the best things I could have possibly done. In this episode, Christine talks about how you can launch your brand, what you need to include in your brand starter kit, how she can help you, and we also touched on what it's like to be an entrepreneur and how even through all the shit, you've got to shine your own light. So I hope you get inspired by this episode. I got inspired just talking to her. And without further ado, I'd like you to meet Christine. You're listening to The Hustler Hot Seat, and I'm your host, Kirsten Perry. I help young entrepreneurs turn their passions into profit-building businesses. From marketing for your niche to partnering with your ideal clients, I'm here to help, and so are some of my fellow entrepreneurs. So grab a coffee, sit back, relax, worry about the hustle later, and let's get to it. Hello, Christine, and welcome to the Hustler Hot Seat Podcast. I'm so excited that I get to have you here to speak with our audience today, all about building a brand. Um, How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Kirsten. This is absolutely so exciting. I'm so excited because I've already gotten a chance to meet you, and we even cook together, so I think that's pretty cool, (laughs) Um, and I'm really excited that my audience is going to get to hear your story. So why don't you start with that? Sure, so for those who don't know me, I am Christine Liu. I am a graphic designer who's traded in climbing the corporate ladder for climbing mountains around the world. And so I'm the expert behind CL Designs and I help lifestyle businesses realize their vision and connect with the people most important to them through branding, web design, and social content creation. So saying no to dull and clunky visuals and yes to consistency, creativity, and efficiency forms the core of my approach. But it wasn't always like this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think there's so much Uh, ability to shine some light on what came before that and so uh, basically seven to eight years ago I actually owned my own streetwear apparel brand called In Lieu Of which was like a spin-off of my last name but very much at that time I was really interested in actually diving into the music scene in terms of graphic design so what really spurred that interest initially was I wanted to be able to design CD sleeves and like tour merch and all that great stuff Uh, but as that evolved I came out with a streetwear apparel brand and learned how to silkscreen, took over to my whole house, uh, got to do some business programs called Summer Company in Kingston, as well as working full-time and then commuting to Toronto for another business development program. So it was 80-hour weeks, 
uh, really grinding it out for a few years while I was transitioning moving to Toronto for school as well at OCAD University. And so when that had happened, I ran it for a few years and then decided to put that on the back burner and to move on to the next challenge. And so I really dived into this world of startup culture and worked as an assistant for a tech, st tech startup for a few years. And it was probably one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. Uh, but at that point, I actually didn't think that I was gonna be my own boss again. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. when you get that 360 view, yeah. it's so, so rewarding to be able to have your foot in all these different areas, but at the same time, not have the responsibility of being your own boss, essentially. Yeah. So that was really appealing to me, and I did that for a few years as well. And then as I graduated, you know, life hits you and you need to figure out how you're going to pay your bills. And so realistically, I just dived right into corporate culture and ended up at Rogers Media Publishing, where I got to work on brands like Walmart and Sportsnet and McLean's. So being nominated for cool. digital publishing awards and stuff like that and getting to see the other side of what that's like compared to startup world. Right. And then I found myself freelancing for a little bit and then wanted a next challenge. So that's kind of the common theme I think throughout the story is that I keep wanting to challenge and learn constantly. And so I found myself at CBC Music for a period of time for just under a year where I got to work as a graphic designer and then a digital associate producer covering events like the Juno Awards and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a pinnacle dream job when you asked me if I like when I was 16, what I would want to do. That would have been it. So it's crazy to think that I chose to leave that mm -hmm. and all the security behind. I had built my network of freelance clients as well over the last seven to eight years in Toronto and then decided to leave it all behind the benefits my family my friends everything like that and take this huge risk to be able to start my own design business full-time and commit to that and be able to also travel travel abroad so the day that I put in my resignation letter was also the day that I actually was on my way jetting off to Greece and so wow. <laughs> <laughs> I came, yeah it's been a whirlwind and then I came back worked for three weeks and then headed off to my first destination in Mexico and then ended up in Panama Peru came back for Christmas and then headed off to Portugal Germany Spain and here I am <laughs> that's crazy were you working while you were traveling I was yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. I think it's really important to, I guess, let the audience know or just educate people in general on the fact that as an entrepreneur, you have to evolve as your career evolves. So mm -hmm. you spend your day-to-day -day deep in your work, and then before you know it, you've completely changed as a person. Your interests have changed. Your structure in your life has changed. And you have to be willing to evolve with that, or else you're not going to be able to maintain mm -hmm. that level of happiness and fulfillment that yeah. you are aiming to achieve with yeah, your absolutely. career you know mm -hmm. and I think it's crazy that when you think because you had mentioned looking back at your 16 year old self and the dream job that you had then I was in a completely different industry when I was 16 years old interested in doing theater and acting and behind the scenes and now I'm more of like an entrepreneur trying to I guess challenge myself and level up in certain areas of my life and it is just so crazy to think about how different things are yeah. in just like a 10 year span a 15 year span it really like 
opens your eyes to how much we grow as individuals every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm really glad that you've given yourself the option to kind of evolve. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a little crazy or naive to think that you should just, you know, quit every like quit everything per se and then dive right in full force. But that's Mm -hmm. kind of the mentality that I I really experience things with. It's either zero or 100. And so I don't like to do things half assed. Um, I rather be all in and then truly see if it's going to work or not. And if it doesn't. The worst case scenario, I go back to a nine to five, but the reality is I just didn't find my dream job there. And so I had to create it for myself. Well, that's another thing too. I think a lot of people like the idea of being their own boss, but then when they get to it, they realize they hate it. Mm -hmm. They can't- Which is fine. Exactly, exactly. And I think that if being your own boss is something that you're interested in trying, you should definitely try it. And then either you love it or you hate it. And if you hate it, then fine. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with being in a nine to five corporate job. Absolutely. And I think that this like whole culture around entrepreneurship is that like we're living the the best life. You have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be starting your own business, but that's not the reality. And it's hard. Some, <laughs> it, it is, it's, it's really, really hard. And some people thrive in the nine to five Mm -hmm. and some people don't and you just have to kind of go with what works the best for you I would say Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely not to be mistaken that entrepreneurship is easy no I think from the outside people might might see that but they also don't see the 18-hour work days they don't Mm. see the fluctuating schedule hustling from one meeting to another because you may be overbooked or you book things too close together like it happens (laughs) and half the time I feel like I'm just winging it I'm like Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing I'm just trying my best and you know it's it's definitely interesting to get different perspectives from people on what they think entrepreneurship is and me coming out and being like this is what it's not (laughs) yeah no i think that's so refreshing because the reality is to nobody has it figured out there is no success formula from a plus b equals c and so i do want to remind people that success is an instant and that especially being able to work abroad uh, like so-called successfully or maintain some sort of sustainability in your business it's not glamorous yeah yeah i think like there's time zones there's different like it's hard to coordinate with people you got to make phone calls and meetings like i have no doubt that it is challenging yeah Uh, like trying to find wi-fi from your hostel bed is very much a reality yeah but i wouldn't trade it in for anything else in the world you know and so that's Mm -hmm. part of the journey and part of the process and if you aren't enjoying the process you're not going to enjoy whatever that end result is exactly and i preach that all the time i could care less what that end result is if i'm Mm -hmm. not happy Mm -hmm. while i'm trying to achieve it then it's not worth it to me for sure you know Okay, so let's get into the thing that you are the most passionate about and the whole reason I wanted you on the podcast. I want to talk about branding. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that claim to like be all about branding. They went to school, they did it, but it really takes practice, I would say, to work on branding and you have to be able to like practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. I would say and I think that you have done that really well. I follow Thank your Instagram, you. your content is 
like there's no question for me when I go to your Instagram account what your brand is and I love that so let's start with kind of like the basics um can you just explain what a brand is? Sure. Thank you so much. That's That was so heartwarming. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, what goes into a brand? Essentially, I want to really enlighten people that it's so much more than your logo. Like, if, yeah. you ha- if I had a dollar for every time that someone told me I just need a logo, I would be so rich right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, like you said, it has another life to it. It's not just the vis- visual presence. And so you need to be able to build that emotional connection and life beyond what you see on the screen or on a billboard, you know? And so Jeff Bezos quote, he sums it up so well, is that branding is what people say when you're not in the room. So Mm -hmm. again, as much as the visual presence is integral to the part of your brand, so is the emotional uh, connection that you're creating. So um, there's so much more to it. There's like color associations or psychology that I think is really impactful to consider. It mm-hmm. comes back to your core values. And I think that really is in alignment with your why of what you're doing and how you're transforming your either customers or clients' uh, lives with your yeah. brand. And so, yeah. you know, when you do come to my feed, whether it's on Instagram or you see me on my website or you see me in person, I definitely want to set those expectations that it's all in alignment together and Mm -hmm. that there is brand consistency across all platforms no matter where you access me first um because that's that's so impactful when you grow that like know and trust factor with your Mm -hmm. brand there has been an i would say probably five times where i met up with somebody that i met on instagram and the way that they acted in real life was very different than the content that they were putting out and Mm -hmm. it kind of deteriorates trust a little bit yeah you meet them and you're expecting them to be one way based on how they like portray themselves Mm -hmm. themselves online and then you interact with them and it's not to say that the person you met in person is is bad (laughs) it's just different and there's a disconnect so Mm -hmm. you're you're kind of like well why is it different you know and I think that that's something you do really well because I when I first met you on Instagram I was just coming to Toronto for the first time and I was like help I don't know what I'm doing and then we met in person and it was it was exactly how I was expecting you to be and I love that (laughs) thank (laughs) you yeah I just um I definitely agree with you on the fact that a brand is so much more than just a logo. And Mm -hmm. I read a quote somewhere that said that you're born with a brand. And yeah. you, like, like you start building your brand from a, a being a child. Hmm. So is that something that you kind of like oh, resonate with? I think that everybody in this day and age now, especially, they need to have their own personal brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if you don't have a business per se or a side hustle or whatever that looks like for you and say you have a nine to five job, that's totally fine. But I think even when you're going to interviews and stuff like that, you are your personal brand. So you are selling something at the end of the day, whether it is for financial exchange or not. And so if you're selling yourself in terms of why I'm the best person for that job or why do you need me in your life, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great thing to start with. I think it goes back to what you were saying about your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm -hmm. Like that's exactly it. The people that, talk about you whether it's in a good way or a bad way I don't want to say like behind your back but when you're not there that is your brand that Mm -hmm. is how they perceive you whether you have a business or not you still have a brand and I think that that's something 
that's really cool and I wish more people realize because you're like you said people are like well I don't have a logo so I don't have a brand I'm like <laughs> I literally facepalm I'm like no but you're not getting it I'm like you got to talk to Christine she'll tell you <laughs> I mean it, it is a very integral part for sure but there's so much more that makes your logo stand out more when you do have all these other brand elements like your font yep. pairing defined when yep. your colors are clarified when your core values are figured out those will make it so much more powerful for you to understand finally for example like the magical m that is mcdonald's is not just mm -hmm. that there's so much more that goes into it like all that happiness that comes from happy like happy meal day that is all yeah. branding within itself of years and years of work and growing that community, you know? Yeah, I definitely don't think a brand is something you can just think up in one night. No, it's definitely, that's why I say success isn't instant. And so even for me, for my story, I had rebranded actually back in December, January of 2018, 2019. So about six months from now, since we're recording and it's just being able to show up consistently and being able, my audience has changed because before it was very muted. Uh, you still saw some of the turquoise that was in there, but mm -hmm. a lot more muted as well. And I was targeting more corporate clients at that time. Mm -hmm. And so it just didn't really feel authentic to me as I was going through my own journey of life and business yeah. while I was traveling. And so I took a moment out and really reflected of who I wanted to impact and what I wanted it to represent. And so when you do come to, in particular, my Instagram feed, I'm really proud of because, you know, you go to it and I hope that people would say that it's vibrant, it has a bold statement, and mm -hmm. that you literally can design the life that you've always wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that it inspires people to be able to feel that way when they do initially interact with that content and be able to engage with that so that they grow this emotional connection to, you know, inevitably trust and then hopefully convert as well to be able mm -hmm. to help transform their lives and their businesses. For sure, for sure. So you mentioned that there are all of these things that kind of get incorporated into building your brand, but what would you say is the first step that someone should take mm -hmm. when they're ready to build up that brand? Yeah, having worked with different clients now for the last five plus years and then getting to do some branding workshops and then launching the Build Your Own Brand Party Challenge, it has mm -hmm. been so enlightening to be able to take that feedback because I think you always, as a business owner as well, you want to be able to listen to your audience. Mm -hmm. That's going to be what drives the force of what you offer and create the most value as possible. So that's always my goal. Uh, but I would say when you're first starting a brand, you really need to gain that brand clarity mm -hmm. first. And so key elements that will help you with that overwhelm that you're feeling and starting a brand from scratch, I totally get it. Um, you yeah. need to figure out those elements that are forward facing, especially because that's the first impression, unfortunately, that people are going to make of you. And yeah. so being able to have that figured out, it will help you reduce your decision fatigue by so much. So coming back to your color palette, your mood board and your font pairing to show up consistently. I think those are three key pillars. And those are something some of the exercises that we actually go through in the build your own brand party challenge so that you are set up with these uh, clarified elements so that you have mm -hmm. systems and content working for you. And it's created for a reason and purpose to have people meet with that forward facing element so that you can focus on what you do best. Good, good. I love that. Now, after they have 
all of this stuff in place and they're ready to launch, how would you go about launching something? Mm -hmm. I think more and more now you need to come back to why you're doing it. So like asking yourself, what are your objectives? What do you want your audience to experience? It's about the mindset of being able to give and transform, I think, that we don't often initially think about. So it's about being able to give and serve, I think, and mm -hmm. be able to work backwards to take that course of action. So marketing is really just testing. You need can really improve each time and you need to stick with it because once you do say for example I if I just dropped off on this build your own brand party challenge and then decide to leave it there because it didn't meet the metrics or my objectives whatever uh, that might look like then you don't even have room for, to give yourself the opportunity to improve upon it or to give people the opportunity to uh, experience that either so I think being able to come back to why you want to do things is really important and this way you're going to be able to figure out the best medium or the best course of action to implement that and mm -hmm. to you just owe it to yourself to listen to your audience because they are actually funding your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. They are. They're literally funding your lifestyle and if yeah. this is if you have your own business those are the people that are going to help you build it like mm -hmm. sometimes i think it's really easy to feel as an entrepreneur like you're alone yeah and when you put it in that perspective like you're not alone it's mm -hmm. you and your audience however big you make it yeah you know and i think that that's really cool to think about it that way mm -hmm. um, yeah so just to kind of like recap for the audience, if you had to sum up like the five things that mm. should be first priority when it comes to having a brand, what would those five things be? I or however, say, however many you think that there are. Sure. I think in terms of coming back to your why, I think that's number one. Uh, otherwise, you know, for me, if you're not learning, if you're not growing in any way or being challenged in the best way possible, then you should really ask yourself why you're doing it. And so if you don't have a purpose for it, then maybe that's not the right medium for you or vehicle for you to execute on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I would say show up consistently to give. I think when you serve people maximum value genuinely, that speaks major volumes of what you can create and offer when it is an investment point, whether that it is financial time or money mm -hmm. um, or energy rather. And so uh, being able to set yourself up in that way, I think is really, really valuable. Um, but otherwise, in terms of actual brand elements, I would say in terms of that brand clarity piece, uh, definitely your core values. Um, coming back to this emotional connection and it's going to help you especially when you're making those tough decisions as a business owner when you have your core values defined like two to three I would say that is really going to be able to help you hone in on that and not feel so overwhelmed when making those decisions mm -hmm. and similarly knowing your color palette and your font pairing will help in terms of creating that emotional connection as well, furthering that, but also so that you do reduce that decision fatigue to have those systems and content working for you, but also mm -hmm. your mood board, because I think that will really help you hone in on the consistency and the overall mood that you wanna create and tone. So mm -hmm. being able to have that reflective of your brand voice, I think, as mm -hmm. the final piece is really helpful because sometimes even if you, 
are not the face of your brand and say you have something a little bit larger than yourself that you need to have overall maybe a little bit different of a brand voice you want to make sure that that's consistent as well beautiful I love that so what would you say is the difference between taking care of all of your branding elements yourself Mm -hmm. or outsourcing it to someone to help you build it from the bottom up Yeah. So my core values are very much aligned with efficiency and joy. So efficiency is very much the name of my game. Like if you have been fed up with, you know, working with a designer that has left you in the dark or you're always the one sending those reminders, then Mm -hmm. we're going to love working together. But I'm all about working smarter, not harder. So if you aren't enjoying the process of doing that and it's just bogging you down, whether it's you know, you haven't worked with a designer before, and so it's a very much an energy strain, or you, you know, um, it just takes too much time to figure out a new piece of software. I get it. I've totally been there, and mm-hmm. I have worked with so many people who have, have felt the exact same way. And mm-hmm. so that's also one of the reasons that I had created the brand your biz kits so that people can literally launch within 24 hours with one click click with custom branding and so I would say if you're not enjoying it but you don't have the necessarily financial means because that's like a big issue as well when you're starting out figure out what you can actually invest in that is going to be most helpful for you at that stage and then once you have those foundations you can kind of level up with a designer that you feel you know is reflective of your core values and your your aesthetic or uh, understands the process of how to get you there but i would say it really depends if you enjoy it then go for it i think then the brand your biz kits are a great alternative for you because it Mm -hmm. really meets people where they're at and you're set up in 24 hours like you could create a whole month's worth of content in a weekend if you wanted and then otherwise if you just don't want to be bothered by it then yes hire a designer (laughs) like stop resisting I think is such a key theme too that I want people to reflect on because when we resist and deny things it just stresses you out so much more and you don't get anything done and so I'm such a believer in the uh, statement or mantra of eating the frog so all right we we did talk about this we talked about this yeah for those who don't know it sounds really gross it sounds weird it is not appealing or ideal at all and so the idea is that you know when you do the hard gross thing that you've been avoiding then everything else comes easy so if that means hiring out to a designer because you're just not loving that process then do it yeah now how would people go about reaching out to a designer and really identifying if that designer has the same values? Is it just based on their content online or is it like having a coffee date with them? Is mm. it like, how would people go about reaching out to a designer? Sure. I think initially the impressions I find really helpful to be able to see how they are showing up because if they put in that much work into their own personal brand, for me, I want people or my clients to feel like I treat their business like it's my own Mm -hmm. and so I truly believe in the people that I work with and so you know I am a little bit pickier now because I want to make sure beyond the industry even like typically I work within hospitality travel and social impact spaces and that content's really interesting to me also and you know I could be the ideal client at the same time but the reality is I really want to work with founders and business owners and brands who I know they have the the drive to be able to bring their own success as well and design is just the vehicle of that and so 
that's really a key pillar of who I aim to work with. And so I think when they, it's equally vetting each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think when you're looking to reach out to a designer, seeing how they show up is really important, whether it is visually or say they do Instagram lives where you can kind of see a little bit more personal interaction is really helpful. Or I do offer free clarity calls for half an hour. And so this is a great way to be able to meet face to face on Zoom where we can interact to see if our personalities mesh, if our values are aligned. I think that's really important in order to find the right designer for you. And if they have previous experiences, it is always helpful for sure. That's great advice. That's, That's really great. And I feel like like people kind of just need that kick in the ass sometimes to be like <laughs> yeah. just just reach out to them just ask just go in for it because if you're sitting behind your computer or your phone and you're like wow I, I really want to talk to this designer mm-hmm. but like they probably don't have time for me or right. how will I know if it's a good fit like just ask yeah. like like stop wasting time pondering and mm-hmm. just just act you know yeah and I think I want to remind people too is that you know you you're just like one decision away from making a big impact in your life and mm-hmm. also you need to get out of the mindset of what the end result will be also in the sense that um, if their process is really good and they show up and care even before you even make an an investment being able to ask that question of oh are you the right fit for me I'd like to explore that even getting to that position and see how they interact, I think is really telling of the designer that they are because I really try to pride myself in creating a great customer client experience as well, equally as much as the end quality result. Right, right. So I do wanna shift gears just a little bit and talk more about the like personal side of entrepreneurship. Um, in your intake form, you wanted to talk about like shining the light on dark times. Mm, and mm-hmm. I think that people often forget that while us entrepreneurs are running our businesses, that doesn't mean that all the shitty things that happen in your personal life just magically disappear. They mm. still happen and sometimes they're harder to deal with when yeah. you're trying to run a business and make that your child. Like it almost feels like mm-hmm. it's your child and you have to like take care of it, you know? It's like not very forgiving. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And especially when you're on your own and you're freelancing because there isn't anybody else to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's you. So it all kind of falls back on you. So can you maybe talk a little bit about what happens when shit hits the fan as a freelancer and where we kind of go from there? Yeah, I have had my fair share of, mm, how do I want to word this? Learning (laughs) opportunities in my life. (laughs) That's a very nice way of putting it. (laughs) I do believe that, you know, life will test you. And if you haven't learned it, it will teach you again until you have learned it. (laughs) And so, you know, I have had breakups while abroad. I have had... Uh, family members in the hospital and even my own internal dealings and so Mm -hmm. I think being able to just give yourself some grace and ease and take that moment out Mm -hmm. uh, it's not easy to decide that but this business is a long game it's not to make money fast and that's not my goal of it either I'm here to be doing it for for the long haul as much Mm -hmm. as possible and so again coming to that resistance piece I think don't resist what you're feeling 
use it as a learning opportunity and figure out why it's happening because often more than not we have to remind ourselves that we are exactly where we're meant to be Mm -hmm. and so I am always trying to be able to remind myself that I need to trust the process and that um, the universe has my back and something that I always come back to as my holy grail book especially for life and business is The Happiness Equation by Neil Pesricha. So it basically flips the script on being happy first and so you'll create great work and then inevitably success will come and that's helped a ton and impact the way that I live my life in business and uh, when things get hard. Mm-hmm. I actually just made an Instagram post about this recently and I talked about how self-care is actually 80% of running my business mm-hmm. and I put equally as much effort into my self-care and taking care of my personal stuff as I do my business because at the end of the day if I run myself to the ground my business runs itself to the ground Mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand so I think it's really important like you said to give yourself that leeway and that grace and be like it's okay you know you're human and just because you're trying to run a business doesn't mean you're any less of a human Mm -hmm. than somebody who goes to work nine to five and then gets to go home and just be themselves you know yeah I feel like we're always on as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, like <laughs> like we, the five o'clock comes around and you're like, oh, I got another meeting to go to. Like it doesn't yeah. stop, and you have to like schedule set boundaries the time. Too. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say set time mm-hmm. to disconnect and set those boundaries because if you yeah. don't, then then like I said, you're just gonna kind of run yourself to the ground. Mm-hmm. I know entrepreneurs that actually they have their own business, but they still set themselves up for a nine to five. Like, they still work 9 to 5, and then after 5 o'clock is done, the rest of the night is theirs. And I think yep. that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit challenging sometimes, especially sure. when clients think that you're on 24-7. But mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like you said, creating those boundaries. Yeah, and I think the things that you say no to is so much more important than the things you actually say yes to. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So how would you suggest people go about creating boundaries then? I think coming back to your core values is always something that I am reflecting on. And so how do you make that process work for you and your availability work for you? Because, you know, you get to actually choose (laughs) your perfect day every day and you get to choose how people interact with you and do business with you. And so we often forget that, you know, and uh, you yeah, you get to choose how people will perceive the way that you do your business. And so basically I would say for me, time and how I spend that effectively is really important so that I can take more than two weeks vacation a year mm-hmm. because that's way too short for me. Yeah, <laughs> agree. Um, or like go to the doctor when I need to, or mm-hmm. you know, see my family, like the people that matter most. And so mm-hmm. I'm always, I do actually set boundaries that I log off my emails uh, as of, like five, six o'clock typically. Um, and then I'm not taking any meetings or anything before 10 a.m. because I'm not mm-hmm. a morning person. So understanding when you're more most productive is yeah. really helpful in that sense. Uh, and being able to set boundaries around that. Like I've realized now, especially doing events uh, more and more and doing panels and workshops mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I think I need to book out the next day because as extroverted as I might seem to some people, I'm actually very mm-hmm. introverted. So I do need that time to recharge myself yeah. uh, because I give so much at that event and I wanna be able to respect that people have taken the time and maybe some financials uh, to go into that event. 
And so I do want to show up for them in that moment and be Mm -hmm. present to it. But that also means that I need to recharge and reset the next day. I would definitely have to agree. I think they refer to like an extroverted introvert as an ambivert, Mm -hmm. if I'm I'm not mistaken. And I am also like that, where if I have spent too much time socializing or doing more for others than I'm doing for myself, it really takes a toll on my mental health. And Mm -hmm. then before I know it, I'm like spiraling out of control and then I'm breaking down and you know, you just need that time to reset. So really understanding yourself and your body and your needs, I think is super important for those boundaries. Yeah, and I think as long as you're creating great work in a, you know, like setting in those expectations is really important. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend people a project management system. I use Asana and it's been great in order to set up those expectations and due dates and when next payments are so that basically we're all on the same page. And so Mm -hmm. when you do, for example, I've been taking Fridays off now in terms Mm -hmm. of client projects for the last seven or so weeks. And it's something that I want to continue and I don't work on client projects either on the weekends Mm -hmm. that's solely for me to enjoy and recharge so that I am able to show up best for them on the week Um, and so I think once those expectations are set there's really no need to be able to question that process and what is coming next Mm -hmm. so just to kind of like shift gears a little bit more again how would you define the term hustle hmm I think there's so many stigmatized things with it that I don't necessarily agree with in terms of I don't believe you need to work hard in Mm -hmm. in the sense of uh like grinding yourself to the ground to the point of burnout because I have been there I've Mm -hmm. you know had three panic or asthma attacks before in the course of a week and that was such a wake-up call for me to be able to take care of myself uh -hmm. and that was even when I didn't own a business (laughs) so Uh, it's even more reflective now to be able to to implement that on a daily basis and so I think hustle gets a bad a bad rep and yeah but the reality is I want to always bring it back to being respectful and humble I think with it Mm -hmm. is that there are some people doing truly incredible things and that does take a lot of hard work in that other sense like it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of dedication it takes a lot of perseverance it takes a lot of grit to -hmm. be able to show up each day choose this and and to still love it yeah I would have to agree I we did talk obviously a lot about burnout and self-care and stuff so hustle is something that the podcast is called the hustler hot Mm -hmm. seat but I'm trying to redefine how that term yeah, is viewed. Absolutely. Because people, like, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Love mm-hmm. him. Think he's super inspiring. Me too. And when I first started listening to him, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to be on the ball, like, like 18-hour days, working, right. working, working. And he just recently started redefining hustle as well Mm. and really like talking to people about like no like I think everybody took it the wrong way like for me it's family first yeah and it's so easy to see what people are doing online and think that they work all the time and that to be successful you have to do the same and it's not like that at all no (laughs) (laughs) I think people make it they try to make it a mission to make things hard for themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. When there's so much beauty in having it easy and graceful, 
Yeah. And it feels so much better. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be hard to do it. Like it, it, no. if, if people, a lot of people think that if I'm not challenged enough, then it's right. not, it's not worth it or it's not going to be successful. And I'm like, like okay. you didn't achieve, like you didn't really work hard to achieve yeah. that. Yeah. And I <laughs> get the feeling of like, like having that satisfaction from achieving something, but you sure. can have that in a very calm and easy way Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this massive thing that you've you've created and you worked so hard and you had blood sweat and tears and right like okay (laughs) take a step back and realize that like that's not the end-all be-all and you know what you might have those moments maybe like once every quarter you might have it once Mm -hmm. a year but you can't expect those big like massive projects to give you the fulfillment Mm -hmm. every single week that yeah. is what's going to burn you out. No, that's a great reminder because I think, like I had mentioned, I'm either zero or 100 typically. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm so action oriented and an implementer, like executor type yeah. mindset, basically 110% of the time, it's very hard for me to come back to this idea of, okay, I'm going to take a moment to pause. But there's yeah. so much, so much, so much uh, value in being able to do that because it's not necessarily about how fast you go it's about mm-hmm. how knowing that direction right yeah. and that clarity yeah so i do this thing on the podcast called the rapid fire five Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just five random questions i'm gonna ask them you're gonna blurt out the answer okay cool okay so number one your favorite home cooked meal oh homemade pasta yeah always <laughs> by the way everybody she makes really great homemade pasta <laughs> actually you know tim ferris if he ever asked me what my best investment was under a hundred dollars hands down pasta maker everybody should get one <laughs> she's not sponsored i swear no <laughs> <laughs> your go-to pick-me-up song oh oh the happy song by um pharrell williams love it favorite place that you've traveled peru your favorite color turquoise and the best advice that you've ever received? Uh, never regret anything because at that point it made you happy. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So how can people find you online and what can people look forward from you moving like moving forward? What do you have coming yeah. up that people should look, look to? There's some really exciting, juicy stuff happening. So <laughs> if you want to keep up to date, then come follow me on Instagram at underscore C-L-I-E-U. Otherwise, you can check out my website at christinealdesigns.com and I'm coming out with the BYO brand party challenge. So if you want to RSVP to it, then definitely head on over to my Instagram and just send me an emoji in the DM. Uh, I would love to have you part of the party and in on the fun. I love that. I You've done this before, correct? Yeah. So this is happening in October. The date's to be confirmed. But if you want to RSVP, I'll send out all those details closer too. Otherwise, um, yeah, there's a masterclass that I'm working on to build your own brand in September and just some really exciting stuff rolling out. So just stay tuned on the gram or through my website and you'll get full access to it. I love it. For everyone listening, if you want to be as excited about your brand as Christine will be about your brand, (laughs) you've got to be in these programs. She really brings the energy and the fire behind the stuff that she does. So, Christine, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed our chat. I look forward to making more pasta with you in the future. (laughs) Woohoo! And I guess we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Kirsten, and thanks for everyone tuning in.